Welcome to this podcast from Central, Jesus at the Heart. More information is available from www.jesusattheheart.org. I'd love it if you turn to Luke's Gospel and chapter 11. Um, Luke's Gospel is in the New Testament, which if you have a paper Bible, um, you'll find it to the right-hand side, back end of the Bible, um, and uh, it's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And, and Luke is one of the Gospels, and in the Gospels, um, what we get is an account of the life of Jesus. Eyewitness account. This is what Jesus did. This is why he did it. This is how it happened. It's incredible stuff. And, and up to the point where we're going to read in Luke 11, Jesus has been like showing up and wrecking stuff in a good way. He's been showing up and he's been, he's been like unpinning hand grenades and throwing them into people's religious systems. He's been going, do you know what? You, you get something of God, but you've got layers upon layers upon layers of religious thought which has hidden God from you. And he's saying, I'm God. This is what God looks like. God heals people. God changes people's lives. God includes people who are excluded. God changes stuff. So if your God doesn't do those things, then you haven't got God. But this is God. And it's an incredible journey. And the disciples, the disciples just, the word disciple just means learner. The word in the Greek is the word methetus. It just means a learner of or an apprentice in. And so the disciples who are learners of Jesus, they're following Jesus, are just coming around Jesus and they're seeing all this incredible stuff and they get it wrong most of the time. Most of the time they're doing numpty things and saying things they shouldn't say and, and, and they just look foolish for time and time and time and time again. But on one occasion, the disciples get it absolutely right. And I just want to read a couple of verses and just make a couple of comments. And I promise I won't teach for too long because it's a prayer evening tonight. And I'll be in trouble tomorrow if I do. Luke chapter 11 says this. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. The disciples get it right because they ask Jesus for the most important thing he can teach them. I tell you why that's true. Because the most important thing about you and the most important thing you will ever do is how you connect to the God that made you, who has a plan for your life, whose plan is better than the plan that you currently have. A God who is full of wisdom and purpose and love and life. The most important thing you can do in your life is find a way to connect to your purpose. Find a way to connect to true wisdom. Find a way to connect to life that's real life, not sham life, not pretend life. And the only way you can find your way to connect is through this weird enigmatic thing called prayer. So the disciples asked for the best thing. I mean, I probably wouldn't have asked for the best thing. If, if I had one go at asking Jesus for something, I'd have probably asked for miracles. You know, That would have been cool. 
but, but they ask for the best thing. How can I be connected to God? So I begin to think the things that he thinks and do the stuff that he does. I mean, just think about it. That's crazy stuff, isn't it? How can I be connected to God in a way that means that I can think the things that he thinks and do the things that he does? And God says, I have a plan for your life. And my plan is just this. I want to get to know you better. And I'd like you to get to know me better. And I'd like this relationship to become the base and the filter for everything that you do in your life. Because if that's the case, then you will walk in love and you will walk in wisdom and you will walk in purpose and you will walk in truth. If it's not the case, I can promise you, you will not walk in wisdom and you will not walk in purpose. You will not walk in true love and you will not walk in life because the source of those things is someone called God. And he says, would you learn to pray? Which I, I know prayer has not always got the coolest press. I, I know that for Christians, prayer always seems to be a bit of a chore. and It, it always seems to be plan B when plan A didn't go right. Oh no, well, we better pray about it. But God says, no, 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 no. You missed the whole point of prayer. The whole point of prayer is that you get to listen to the heart of God. So as you're making decisions for your life, what you will spend, who you will relate to, how you will live your life, what career you're going to take up, how you're going to deal with some of the struggles of your life, how you're going to deal with your difficult relationships with your family, or, 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 or I have to be very careful because my family are here this evening, or really not difficult relationships with your family that are going swimmingly. Uh, how, how, how are you going to do all that stuff? Well, the only way you can know for sure is through this relationship that you can have with the creator of your life. And Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven. And that just, I guess, if you've grown up in, in, in Western civilization, those kind of words will trip off your tongue, even in this generation, that you will know there's a prayer called the Our Father, and we've just sung about it, and, you know, and we mumble it. I used to at school assemblies. But actually, this is incredible stuff. Our Father in heaven. Forget about how many friends you have on Facebook or followers on Twitter or who likes your last post or who could be bothered with your Snapchat or who stalked you on Instagram. You get to be on direct dial with the God of the universe. You want to talk about Important and immediate communication. This is God, says Jesus. And, and the people listening to Jesus at this time, that they know something about God, but what they know about God is that God is fearful and powerful and can do anything. And they have all these names for God. They call him El Elyon, God Most High. They call him El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. They call him Jehovah Sabaoth, God of the Angel Armies, which is a very cool name to have. They call him all those things. But Jesus says, do you know this, this God that you've been worrying about and worshipping for years? His name is Father. In fact, that word is the word Abba. It's more intimate than that. His word, his name is Dad or Daddy or Dada. That's how much he's into a relationship 
with you. There is, there is nothing coming down the road at you that is as big as this. Nothing. The God in heaven is this powerful and this intimate and he's that concerned for you. He's got perfect coverage and perfect ability and he wants to throw it in your direction. But the, what he's interested in is not what you can do for him. In fact, he's not bothered what you can do for him. He doesn't need you to do things for him. He's God. You know, it's a pretty poor God that needs you to do things for him. What he wants is for you to walk with him. He's not a, he's not a narcissist. He's not interested that we come to sing songs at him. He's, he's not really excited that, that, that in churches all over this land and all over the America and all over the place that his name is on the screen. He's not that bothered by that because he's not a narcissist. He's not going, ooh, they're singing about me again. He's, he's interested that you draw close to him and have a relationship with him, not for his sake, but because he knows it goes better for you. Because he knows that's how you're wired because he knows that's what you're for. Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven. That's the relationship you have. And then he says, when you pray, say, your kingdom come, your will be done. In other words, he's saying, not only do you get an opportunity to be part of the family, you get an opportunity to be part of the family business. You get an opportunity to participate in what I'm doing in this world. What I'm doing in this world is I am bringing heaven to earth. My kingdom, the kingdom of God, is the status and state of the rule and reign of God, which means that everything that God wants happens, which means that it's the place where nothing that is incompatible with the character and person of God is. Which means that the kingdom of God is a place where there is no more tears and no more pain and no more sorrow and no more cancer and no more separation and no more divorce and no more abuse and no more heartache and no more starvation and no more inequality and no more prejudice and no more hate and, and, and no more jealousy and no more selfishness and no, none, no, none of the things that, that, that cause our society to, to be so black and dark and miserable and none of the things that cause you to become less of who you were created to be. And Jesus says, when you pray, ask God that you can have an intimate relationship with him that means that you can know the things that he's thinking and you can do the things that he's doing and ask him that you might cooperate with him in pushing back darkness and bringing light so that good stuff happens in this world rather than bad stuff happens in this world. And this is the relationship I'm inviting you into. Isn't this cool? That's what prayer is. It's not just kind of get on your knees at the end of the day and pray, you know, kind of security prayers or, or get up in the morning and pray coverage prayers. This is, you are invited moment by moment, day by day, into a relationship with God where you get to hear what he says and you get to do what he's doing and you get to participate in his big plan. And then Jesus goes on to say, ask him for your daily bread. I mean, don't be fooled into thinking that you get food because you earn money to buy food. You get food because there's a God in heaven who loves you and has a plan for your life and provides stuff. Because he can, he, can, he can stop it right now if he wants. When you, when you get into this relationship, don't be fooled into thinking that you can protect yourself because you can't protect yourself. You can have as many security 
covers as you want. You can have as many security cameras as you want. You can have as much insurance as you want. But, but if, if God doesn't protect you, you may as well give up and go home. But no, there is a Father in heaven who loves you and wants a relationship with you and says, let's participate in this plan of walking through this life together. That's what prayer is. So here's my question. What do you want God to do for you? I, I, I know that sounds a very selfish question, but here's the question. What do you want God to do for you? What do you want? Because I've lived long enough, he says, wise old man with gray hair. I've lived, I've lived long enough to know that some of the things I think I want, I don't really want. You know, I, I, there are certain red wines that I really like. And, and there's, I've always fancied a vintage beetle. Don't know why, but I, uh, there's the stuff that, it, honestly, in my worst moment, I, I love that, I, I want. And I, I know, but actually, I've lived long enough, no, I don't want those things. What I want is life. And what I want is wisdom. What I want is peace. What I want is joy. What, what I want is satisfaction. What I want is truth. I want those things. And they only come from one place. What, what, do, you, what do you want God to do for you? And do you ask him? Do you want a relationship with him? Do you want to participate with what he's doing in this world? Do you want to live a life worth living? Do you know, I, I have, you'll know this, I have four, four daughters and um, it's a great joy. And no, it really is a great joy. And um, and I have a great relationship with all four of my daughters, and, but I know that when they want something, they call me daddy. You ever notice that? It's dad, usually. Sometimes it's much ruder than that. But when they want something, it's daddy. Isn't it really interesting that when Jesus says, this is how you talk to the father, he says his name is Daddy. He's a God who loves to give good things to his kids. So what do you want him to do for you? Some of you don't have a relationship with him. and All you need to do is ask. You can, you can get to know him today. So some of you are struggling with a, with a storm in your life and you need to know his peace. And you, you just need to ask. Some of you have some financial questions you've got to ask. Well, he's not afraid of finance. I know we don't talk about money, but he's not afraid of finance. Some of you have some relational issues you've got to deal with. He's not worried about those things. Some of you have some questions about the future, and you're worried, and you're fearful, and you're anxious. He's, he, he's, he says again and again in the Scriptures, don't be anxious about anything. Just bring it to me. So when the disciples say, Lord, teach us to pray, it's the first time they really get it right. And they get it so right. That's probably the shortest talk I've ever given. That's me done. I'm, I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to invite Naomi up, and she's going to tell us what we're going to do. I hope, I hope you enjoy these evenings, because these are very different from what we usually do on Sunday evenings, but it, it's very intentional, because um, being church is not about... I, I, honestly, I'm going to go on a rant now. I said I'd stopped. I've not stopped. Um, if all you had was this... You wouldn't do church the way in which so many people do church. 
If all you had was this, you'd do community. If all you had was this, you'd share life together. If all you had was this, is you'd speak truth and you'd, you'd love on people and you'd, you'd care for people and you'd include, you know, you'd just do the Jesus stuff. You wouldn't. And so what, this is about saying it, it's about us all participating. It's about giving us space to experience God and speak to him and, and do what we need to do in our relationship with, with God. So I hope you enjoy it and I hope you participate fully in it. I'm going to pray and then um, I'm going to invite Naomi. If, as Naomi introduces the different things that you can do in these next few moments, you would love someone just to pray with you for your relationship with God. If it's as simple as that, you know that you don't have a relationship with a God, that you can say, he's my dad, and he's the primary concern in my life, and I want to walk with him. I want wisdom. Then Nikki and I, she doesn't know this yet, but we, we would just love to pray for you for that. Very simply, we're not going to counsel you. We're not going to ask what the issues are. We just want to pray that you would know God and you would know him in an intimate way. So that's an opportunity. We will be standing somewhere appropriate and just come and find us and we'll pray for you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love that our primary identity before you is not the job that we do, the money that we earn, or don't the relationship that we have with others what we think we look like or how we feel on the inside our primary identity before you is child we're your kids and we love the way that that's the way you look at us and prefer us and know us and so, God, we come to you as we are. There's no point in hiding before you because you see all things. And we come with our, we come with our needs and our wants. And we're not ashamed to say, Daddy. 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 And so just in the quietness, why don't you just bring your stuff to the dad, the daddy.